to Expounded Universe, Season 4, Episode 6. The S is for Sucks. The book, The Courtship of Princess Leia, by Dave Wolverton. The year, 1995. Chapters 11 and 12. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Hi, I'm the Herbs and Spices Kid. Take it down a notch, Han. If you leave Star Fox there, he's going to eat that millennial goose. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bees, hey, bees, hey, bees. Yo, baby, boop, bitches, I got it. <laughs> well, welcome back to Expounded Universe, the podcast where we beat a dead horse. Nope. Wait, no, hold on. Nope, the wrong one. What? Wait, okay. Now, uh, is this, what is after? Are we doing afterthought? What, what, what are we? What is this podcast? What, what? day is it? <laughs> Why, it is Christmas Day. Oh, I haven't missed it. The ghosts did it all in one night. <laughs> Indeed, sir. Now, go, get me the fattest goose you can find. Not in a shop, just find me a fat goose. <laughs> That's why I've always wanted that scene in the play to go. Is he instructs the boy to go get the goose, the boy runs off stage, and then he runs back on stage, and off the other side of the fat goose is chasing him. Just, just some goose. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, sir, sir, the goose was alive. Sir, the goose. <laughs> I learned nothing. <laughs> Indeed he was. Gooses are assholes, and so am I. <laughs> Scrooge. <laughs> now to liquidate my business and sell Cratchit for firewood. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is Expounded Universe, the podcast where we discuss Expanded Universe Star Wars novels a couple chapters at a time. Indeed. And uh, this time around, we've got a couple chapters for you from The Courtship of Princess Leia. By one David Q. Wolverton. Yes, indeed, sir. The Q is for quality. And then he's got another mis- uh, middle name in there, which is uh, not found. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not found quality. Yeah, it's quality that has never been found in th- the likes of this before. My goodness, look at this quality. It's glimmering. It's gold. <laughs> gold. <laughs> there it is. Nothing like references to the pilot episode of DuckTales. <laughs> It appeals to everyone. Everyone. Not even that new DuckTales. Nah. Nah, the original old-ass DuckTales. That like old-ass DuckTales. That, that dog, like, like uh, gold-finding man. Yeah, that, like, evil Goofy that wants yeah. gold. I want gold. Gold. I love I love that character. It's so good. He is so good, and that whole episode is so good. Any, anyhow, uh, we are discussing chapters 11 and 12 of The Courtship of Princess Leia oh today. Oh, my God, 11 and 12. And yeah, we're doing two chapters for everyone's enjoyment. Mm. This is what we do for you, the people. Two chapters at a time. What are we crazy? We're practically giving this away. Wait, Wait a this is actually a free show. So yes, we are. We are giving this away. We are down at your local record store right now. <laughs> From five till nine, just passing out the hot dickings. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about this book ever? I don't know. I don't know. Did, did anything really interesting happen in these chapters? Oh shit! Yeah, lots yeah. of stuff happened. Okay, so we start with. Uh, it's it's Leia stomping back into the Falcon, all kinds of mad. How mad? Why she throws her helmet on the ground and it bounces around a bunch. Yeah, she got bounce helmet mad. That's how mad she is. I guess she's wearing that flat helmet thing that she had in Return of the Jedi. Remember, she was like feeding Wicket popcorn out of it or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I assumed that was it. Was she was in her full uh like Endor like, gear? She brought her Endor forest camo gear along, even though she was kidnapped on this trip. Well, you know. Han, Han, packed it. Han planned for this. He did. You think that Han totally planned for this vacation? He would have brought her like a bikini and some, you know, like lawn chairs and, and some bubbly and so yeah, on. Some lawn chairs. Yeah, so they can sit by a lake and look at it and be like, "Yep, fine lake. That's a fine lake you got there." I enjoy this lake. 
nice bikini. And she'd be like, thank you. I'm definitely not kidnapped. <laughs> that was That's how it went in his mind. He was thinking about it, and that was his whole dream. That was Wow, it, Han, you kidnapped me, but I sure do love this whole bikini situation on this lawn chair. <laughs> you know I enjoy wearing bikinis because I, feel, I definitely don't feel like I'm someone's slave when I'm wearing them. Oh, this is definitely not bringing back traumatic memories for me. Not even, and the color you picked, gold? What a great choice. <laughs> You're so smart and brave and handsome, Han Solo. <laughs> the chain accoutrement was a nice choice. <laughs> I don't even mind that you are holding it. <laughs> so, Also, it, where'd you get that Quackian lizard monkey? <laughs> you seem to be putting on a little weight. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's happening here is she stomps mad into the Falcon, throws her, her a helmet so it bounces around, and Chewbacca's like, what? You know, because he's still pretty much... Well, oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, he's playing fucking chess again with mm-hmm. 3PO. Yeah, he looks up from the Dejaric table and he's like, what? Okay. All right, fine. I'm buying in. What? <laughs> All right. Am I? Do I have to beat up Han more now? I officially regret the next word that comes out of my mouth. What? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I guess Han will have to tell you. Han will have to explain everything. Which, you know, she's right to do. She's pissed off. She was kidnapped and taken to a monster planet. Uh, but Han comes in. He's like, yeah, it's no big deal. There's nothing. Hey, it's fine. There's, there's just big monsters out there's there. There's maybe some monsters. Whatever. Look, we don't know what it is. It's got five toes and it's big, but maybe it's an herbivore. Maybe it's a big herbivore. And, Le- and Leia's like, well, that just means there's an even bigger monster out there that eats it. I'm like, well, no. Oh, well, technically, well, the no. Big- that's the not biggest true. animals are almost always herbivores. Come on now. You should know this. I mean, you might be worried about a pack of animals out there that would take down that big one. Yeah, I don't want to see what the killer whale equivalent is to this particular biome, but uh, or the velociraptor, I guess. But but no, there's no reason to assume there's an even bigger predator. Yeah, that's that's usually not how that works. Because if your predator's way bigger than what they're hunting. It's usually not going too great for the predator. Well, they got to do a ton of hunting to make up for the, the yeah. lack of food that they're getting. So, anyway, we we get some classic book page count adding here because 3PO's like, oh my, how big are the monsters? And, and Han has to respond with like, well, let me just put it this way. If one of them were to pick you up and eat you, it could eat all three of us and then use you to pick the teeth of the monster with its with your leg or something cuz that's how big they are is they they're you know, big. They're so uh, this, my my favorite game when I'm reading these books is to try to imagine the actual actor saying that line. Yeah. I I mean there are bits in pieces. I mean in basically every book where someone manages to sort of get like the cadence and the delivery down of one of the characters, and you're like, oh, I can see that being a scene in a Star Wars. But with a lot of these, you're just like, no. No, Han no, would you would hand that script to fucking, like, Ford, and he would go, no. No, Han Solo says, big. He just says it's big. Yeah. <laughs> How big's the monster, sir? It's big. There. That's way better than, it's so big that it could eat three of us for a picnic lunch and then also eat another one of us as a cinnamon-flavored toothpick. And <laughs> Man, the way you are saying that really makes me imagine he's got his, like, arms out and he's like, while he's saying it. This is the respect I'm showing for He says, doing a prospector-style dance. Just arms bent, waving side to side, doing a little, like, tap skitter. 
Well, let me tell you how big the monsters are, he says, leaping onto a nearby barrel. <laughs> and all of a sudden, someone at a piano starts up. Ding, 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 Well, the monsters could eat three of you for lunch and three of you for dinner and three of your breakfast and picnic out of the other two. And then a hook comes in from off screen. Whoop! So... Anyway, they have a brief argument about how big the monsters must be. And of course, 3PO's like, well, I hope they don't eat metal. Oh, of course they won't. Haha, fuck you humans. He's still, he's not quite that brazen yet. He's like, ooh, I hope they don't eat metal. And Han has to be the one who's like, don't worry. I haven't heard of any monster that eats metal, anything smaller than a space slug. Which, of course, is him referring to the mighty Exogorth. The Exogorth. Which would totally eat metal because that's the big worm that tries to eat the falcon the one time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to eat anything. It it's does. Well, it's silicon-based. It's it's supposed to eat metals and silicons and so on. And silicas. Well, yeah. It wants lots of silicas. It wants salt. Now, Desiccating if it was an, packets. If it was an endomorph, however, <laughs> Instead of an exogorth. If it was an endomorph instead of an exogorth, yeah. then it would be jolly and fat. It would be great. <laughs> I forget those. Well, now, if it was a legomorph, Sam, <laughs> look it up. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they decide that they can't stay in the Falcon, uh, so they're going to make their way towards that city glowing light that they that three PO saw while they were falling. Yep. Uh, and so they get ready for the trip, and three PO is thinking he shouldn't even go. He's getting ready to basically sacrifice his robotic life. Yeah, because he's like, look, one, I'm slow. Yeah. Two, I'm a big gold robot. Like that's real easy to see from above. And three, it's wet out there. Well, sorry, that's three and four, I guess. No, three is uh, anyone who wants to try and pick me up on sensors can because I'm a fucking robot. Yeah, that's true. He'll he'll get picked up on electrical sensors. One of his complaints is pretty simply, I'll rust out there. Oh, I'll rust. Yeah, but that's his complaint for literally everything. Yeah, but Han's like, like, hey, you got to go mini golfing with us. Oh, but I'll rust. Oh, rust. Oh, that's just 3PO not wanting to go anywhere or do anything. Oh, sorry. Uh, Rust, I've got to (laughs) wash my hair. Bye. (laughs) He's just playing World of Warcraft. (laughs) Yeah, he's just got his phone up, like, held in place by his shoulder. He's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I couldn't possibly. Oh, God, st- get out of the fire. I mean, uh, <laughs> rust. Bye. <laughs> That's it. He's just main tanking the raid. <laughs> He's just sitting there, hit taunt, sip beer, main tank 3PO. <laughs> Apologize for rusting. <laughs> but Han's just like, we'll bring oil. Which, you know, honestly, why don't they always bring a can of fucking WD-40 with them when they've got 3PO? It seems, why doesn't he just have one taped to him? Well... I mean, I think Rust is not an actual problem that he needs to worry about. You think he's just lying? Yes. I mean, when you look at him, you're not thinking, oh, that's exposed metal that will oxidize soon. That's like, true. Oh, that's been painted down. You don't have to worry about this shit. Well, you don't think he's actually made of gold? You think he's just gold painted? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we've seen him when he was getting constructed, and there is no way that he was like, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to go gold up this dude. That's true. And, you know, they do just throw another coat on him when they do uh, Crystal Star, when he becomes Purple 3. Yeah. So we know that he can just take coats of paint. So why isn't he just covered with a coat of Rust-Oleum anyway? Yeah, and so I think... Some fucking Scotchgard. No, that's what I I assume is happening, and it is just his bullshit excuse. Yeah. Every time, he's just like, oh, Rust, oh, you don't know, a fucking human. I have to, I have to wash my pots. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't possibly. I have a lube bath. I, an, I have an AA2 verbo brain, and it would definitely fall apart in that condition. I have an AA meeting to get to. <laughs> Androids Anonymous. 3PO, everyone knows that you're playing World of Warcraft. You never turn off your visibility. Some of us play Hearthstone. <laughs> oh, sorry, you break up. Oh, I can... <laughs> Click. You need to check your Discord settings. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, I'm back. Let's uh, let's pull. Let's make this clean. <laughs> all right, so 
Anyway, Han starts up the arduous process of dressing C-3PO in clothes. Yeah, he's got snap-on, like, camo fatigues that he's putting on to him. Yeah, he's basically putting him in a scout outfit, which is weird because one of the things that was worn by a lot of people on the uh, Endor mission was, uh, excuse me, ponchos. Panchos. Panchos. Sancho Panzas. Yeah. Sancho Panzas. Yeah. So these Sancho Panzer tanks. Yeah. Which were only useful for destroying windmills. Yeah. Anyway, they have ponchos. It'd be really easy to put a poncho on 3PO. Well, I assume that they don't have that poncho here. They must not. Maybe they just have what Han was wearing on Endor, which was like a ridiculous gauzy uh, trench coat thing. Mm. Not gauzy. Gaudy. He was wearing a giant camo. (laughs) He's wearing a real thin gauzy trench coat. And he's like, ooh la la, ladies. I'll distract the stormtroopers. Don't you worry. Yoo-hoo, boys! <laughs> Ooh, that guy's in forest camo negligee! <laughs> Ooh, baby! <laughs> That's my favorite thing I've ever seen in Fortune magazine! <laughs> the eyes just bug out through the stormtrooper mask. <laughs> Aruga! <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if he's got any iodine pills to prevent radiation death! <laughs> That, that's what we stormtroopers are worried about. Only Endor scout troopers who are also heavy readers of like field and stream. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, anyway, he wears a big stupid camo ju- like a uh, trench coat when he's on Endor. Yeah. Well, I assume he's wearing it again now. Why who not? It's, it's in my it's in my head cannon that he is. Uh, but he gets into the process of dressing three PO up in scout outfit, so he'll be a little less obvious. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because we have to go through his mental head process of going like, I've never even heard of anyone put clothes on a droid before. I mean, some people that are rich have a droid that dresses them. But a human dressing a droid? Why, this is beyond the pale. It took me a good five minutes to remember that, oh yeah, he never met Guri, did he? No. No, he wouldn't, so it makes sense for him to not think that there's a droid out there that constantly wears sexy-ass clothes. Sexy-ass clothes? Yeah, she wears some sexy-ass clothes. Yeah, like chaps. But still, is that literally the only droid in the galaxy that normally has clothes on? I mean, I have to assume that, like, some droids wear clothes, at least for, like, what are you? I'm a like butler droid. I was for gonna someplace. say like a waiter, right? Like, uh, hello, sir. I'm the I'm the, the uh, maitre d here at at a mar- what's that place? Well, what's uh what's the thing that uh Shay fuck? Yeah, Shay fuck. The thing that uh that Shizor owns. It's um Marinai or something like that. M- Mo modal Mo- Mowgli. Modal it's nodes. Mowgli. It's it's modal nodes in the Mowgli's. <laughs> Mo- Mowgli nodes. Yeah, it's Mowgli's nads. <laughs> That's the- Welcome to Mowgli's Nads. Would you like a seat? Take whatever you want here at Mowgli's Nads. I'm the maid of thee. Hey! A robot in clothes. I'm a robot wearing clothes. Bringing it back around to the original point. Here at Mowgli's Nads, anything goes. Robot in clothes? Why not? You want some gnocchi? Why not? <laughs> what kind of restaurant even is this? I don't know. I don't know. We got fleek eels coming out our fleek ass. Menorai. Metari. I just needed to stutter and ramble and be stupid for a good two minutes. You just needed me to shtick for I did. A I needed you to yes and for me. <laughs> Menari probably has a couple of robots dressed up in fancy waiter tuxedos, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, probably. But anyway, no, Han has to be like, I've never seen a droid in clothes. Oh, I feel so emasculated putting clothes on a droid. Yeah, it was so... And, and, 3PO the whole time being like, ooh, this doesn't fit at all. I don't like this, no. Ooh, I think that's a little snug around the package. My natural state is nude. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Why don't we all go nude? You first. <laughs> this is how I play World of War. I mean, how I do nothing. This is <laughs> definitely <laughs> how I stop rust. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, okay, so eventually he gets him dressed, and they actually have a little heart-to-heart. 
a little heart to heart. 3PO and Han have a heart to heart here where 3PO's like, oh, just leave me. I'm a useless robot and you'll get killed. And Han has to be like, I don't leave my friends behind. I, and, and I guess you're my friend, 3PO. 3PO. I don't want to say it, but I guess you and I are friends because we've been together for so long. Also, can you please say something to Leia that her make, make oh, her fall in love with me? I forgot about that. And he's like, oh, yes, I forgot. I'm quite useless and stupid. Excuse me. I'll go and ruin things for you once again. Oh, hey, Leia. Have you noticed how hunky King Solo is looking? Did I mention he's a king? Yes. You see, he's the king of a deposed bloodline. And look at him glimmering in the moonlight like a giant dick that you'd like to cram into you. Huh? That's what humans do, yes? You like that, don't mm. you? Would you like to eat a piece of him? I don't know how this works. I don't understand human <laughs> customs. That's me, the droid that doesn't understand human customs, even though I'm human-cyborg relations. I mean, I, I'd understand if I wanted to hook up with a cyborg. Yeah, that's you what want I some do. human-cyborg relations, then we can get down. That's the one thing I'm good at. You want to hook up with Lobot? I'll set that shit up. <laughs> uh, I mean, technically, your brother's a cyborg. I could get that going. <laughs> I know how much you like that. Ooh, remember <laughs> that? Oh yes, I remember that. I have it on Ooh, tape. Would you like to, farm remembers? Would you like to see the hollow again? No. Here comes the hollow again. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, they start walking. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. Chewbacca, as you said, has gone right back to just not giving a single fuck. Like, he has no more lines. He doesn't <laughs> he care. checks back out, fades into the background. They're like, hey, we gotta go walk to that city. Yeah, yeah, okay, great, sure. Mm-hmm. So we first established that Dathomir is, well, it's, first of all, it's been night for a very long time now. Yeah, here uh, on Dathomir. And also we established that uh, it's a fairly low-gravity planet. Oh, it's so low grav. Which uh, gives our author a chance to explain the square cube law to us real quick, so that in case you were wondering why the monsters on the planet are so big, he's like, don't worry about it, it's low. It's relatively low grav. It's a slightly lower than normal grav, I can tell, because there's a springiness in my step. Yes, there's a springiness in his step, which I think is just because he's wearing pumps. <laughs> That's has got them, got them camo pumps. See, now when you said pumps, instead of like actual <laughs> pumps, I was thinking those old shoes that you would pump to like that is tighten? exactly what i meant okay i kind of forgot that pumps are also just women's shoes sometimes yes no i meant the pumps that are like the nike pumps okay good i'm yeah. glad that for some reason <laughs> you said a type of shoe but neither of us meant that type of shoe it in our strikes head. me now that that pumps was a terrible name for those shoes yeah given that there was already a whole kind of shoes called pumps true those, those, whatever they were, like Nike pumps. Yeah, they were Nike pumps. They had a little basketball on the on the tongue yeah, of the shoe. I had that shit. Yeah. I remember I had a pair of shoes that had a permanent air chamber built into them that was like pumps, but not pumps. Yeah. I mean, I never got the, uh, like the Reebok light up shoes, but I did get those pumps. I had a, sh- the shoes I had were interesting because they had a two channeled, uh, air, they two air sacks at the front and the back. And as you stepped in the back, the air would go to the front and slow your step as you went to the front. It was supposed to be like comfortable along the way. It did kind of work, but eventually one of them broke. Ah. And so that one was flat and it was like trying to walk like a clown. Yeah. Ah. So anyway, pumps uh. the shoe from, from the nineties. Those, those pump up sneakers, pump up the volume, pump up your shoes. Uh, so yeah, they are off in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And then they hike for a good three hours and then they start seeing some terrifying thunderstorms. Oh, oh, no. And, of course, the the forest is described as impossibly beautiful. And we get another one of those Han talking too much for a simple thing. Because they see some pig-like rodents. Yeah. And he, it doesn't even give Han the line. It just says, 
Hans saw pig-like rodents vanishing so fast into the underbrush that he made a joke to the assembled group that it must be that these pig-like rodents have a hyperdrive unit built into their posteriors, for such is the great speed that they exhibit when escaping into the underbrush. You're just like, uh, oh. Thanks. Uh, you can really tell the difference between Dave Wolverton, who is paid by the word, and Lawrence Kasdan, who is rich beyond measure. Wow. <laughs> so, anyway, these hyperdrive pigs escape rapidly. Yay. I'm I'm super glad about that. And then they sense a thunderstorm is approaching. How? Because there's a thunderstorm approaching. It's a bunch of blue and purple lightning that seems very localized and small. Yeah. He, you know, they make some comments about it. They're like, that's a, that's a weird fucking formation for that. Mm-hmm. And so they go and they hide in the crevice of a rock outcropping. Ah, the crevasse. Yes. Near some water, which bothers Han, because he's like, I don't want to be near water if there's lightning. But you know what? But what if it floods? If it floods, and then there's a thunder rainstorm, and I'm still thinking about this, but it turns out everything's fine. The it turns out no one gives a shit. The thunderstorm passes, and they kind of set down and camp for the night in this rock crevasse. Oh, no, but they're caught unawares by a fucking walker. Yeah, you see, 3PO is sent to, on guard duty for the With first watch. Chewbacca? Who, Chewbacca? Che I clearly did not do a thing. Yeah, it was like, hey, Chewbacca and 3PO, why don't you take first watch? And Chewbacca nods and goes into his tent. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I, uh, sure. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> he just gives a thumbs up and passes out. He's not even wearing the Chewbacca mask. It's just Peter Mayhew. <laughs> Mayhew's just like, mm, mm, uh, yeah, mm, yeah. 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 It says here on the script that I have no lines again. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, great. <laughs> Loving it. Or I guess if this was made now, it's Jonas Suatumuo or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so 3PO is given a gun, and he's like, but my, my programming forbids me to, ha to harm a human. It's the first law of robotics. And, and Han has to be like, uh, I've Just watched- shoot at their feet yeah. and yell. Also, I've watched three R2 kill like 50 fucking people. What, what's the difference? Oh, well, R2 is programmed to be a fucking murderer. <laughs> Have you seen that little psychopath? <laughs> it's completely insane. I once watched him insert himself into a man's anus. <laughs> he spun that little thing around. The guy died. The, gu the guy died immediately. <laughs> Crazy, right? Mm. Blended his insides. Yeah, it was horrifying. He even had that little shock prod thing out. He was cooking the guy. Oh, and then he just beeped in joy and walked away. <laughs> blurp, he said. Beep, blurp, blurp. Covered in blood he was. And viscera. Oh, those were the days. Mm. Anyway, uh, he's told to just shoot at their feet and make them dance around. Yeah, he's but, like, just yell for me if you need me. Yeah. Well, he does, because a scout walker is here. Oh, fuck, Han, shit, balls. So Han comes out along with Leia, and sure enough, an Imperial, well, not Imperial, a Warlord Zinge brand scout walker shows up and starts yelling at them through its loudspeakers. So, yeah, the uh, the group has just a bunch of dumb crap that happens, and they're like, oh, hold on, let me, uh, I'm just here for a fishing trip, let me... Get some of my blaster. Yeah, and Han has a crappy little blaster that does nothing. He's like, oh, nothing happened. Oh, no. And eventually it turns out that Leia, who had the good sense to bring along a fucking rifle, shoots the thing in the leg joints and it falls over and they, they well, get the dudes the out. Well, the big thing is Chewbacca was off in the fucking trees and he's like, I got this, you dumb assholes. Uh, I'll shoot it in the back with my with my bowcaster. Fine. I've, I've got the giant fuck off gun. Here we go. Yeah. Leave it up to Chewbacca. Hey, remember how when this ends and nobody thanks me? Well... Fuck you guys. So they manage to take this thing out. Uh, they briefly interrogate the two uh, stormtroopers or pilots or whoever who are piloting it. Uh, and then Chewbacca rings their heads together so loud that you can hear it all over the forest. Yeah, he donks them. Mm -hmm. And then they proceed along their way. Indeed. Now they've got an idea in their head that stormtroopers appear, or that it, 
appears to be only walkers on this planet. Like, you don't find any stormtroopers around yeah. or scout bikes or nothing. They were like, why aren't there any fucking bikes around here? you think that'd be way more efficient. Yeah, and then Han is like, well, maybe they just need the, the whatever's on the planet is so dangerous that they only can travel with these walker things. Because they need the guns or the armor or both. Which is dumb, because when we find out what's on the planet... It's it so does not matter. It rends its way through in. scout true tr- uh, walker armor like nothing. Yeah, and bikes would be faster and more useful. Yes, because bikes could get away from these things. Whereas walkers would be like, oh no, I got God damn it! Why am I so pointless? Oh, I mean, my dumb- sending me into forests and I don't know why. I keep slipping on logs and moss, and this dumb tap dance robot is not useful. <laughs> they keep saying that this is the only one that's maneuverable enough, but. Mm-hmm. I would rather have an AT-AT, because at least that would knock the trees over. Or just an airplane. Just an ordinary airplane. Just a just a regular prop airplane. Yeah, just a fucking Cessna 152. Just <laughs> Just flying around in a fucking Piper Cub. Way better than walking around in the Stomp Bot. Where if you're like, hey, Stomp Bot, are you good on this terrain? Oh, no. I might rust. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness, no. I've got... Hey, God damn it, heal me. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, they they go for a longer walk. They get cornered by four scout walkers when they try to dis. I get they discover like a hill that has big statues on it. Oh yeah, it's it's another point where they're like, oh, I saw something jump off into the distance, and it was fucking huge. And then they go up to this scout location, and they're like, oh, whatever was here must have been gigantic. And like, we and, get it, and three no big things are here. Yeah, and three PO actually does something useful, which is. Oh, these statues are, are for uh, a higher intelligence species to be able to command a lower intelligence species with. Yeah. The eyes are there to direct it to where to look at, and then as soon as it sees something, it can go run off and tell its master. Which means that already happened, right? Says Leia, and, and, and uh, 3PO's like, yeah, obviously, that's definitely what happened. Yeah, the thing you saw jump off was obviously the thing that was on a lookout. Leia, at a certain point during all this stupid shenanigans, just unloads on Han. She's like, this is fucking ridiculous. I should not have entertained you for even a split second on the ship. I should have just sat there and insisted until you took me home. Because look at this shit now. I'm on a fucking monster planet with an idiot. It doesn't matter who I'm in love with. I just want to go home and never talk to you again. Yeah, it doesn't matter if I wanted to marry you or I wanted to marry Solder. Right now, I'm going to die. Fuck you. Yeah, so she's she's beyond pissed at the moment. But Which it turns- is good, because she should be. And again, every time Han's like, oh, but... My sweet baby, isn't this a nice planet I got here? She's just, no, no, fuck you, no, no, no. <laughs> just snap him I on just, the face. I just want some negative reinforcement here, or, or uh, neutral reinforcement, where he's like, hey, baby, aren't you in love with me yet? And she just turns around and doesn't talk to him. This every time. Ugh. Dog clicker in his face. No. Chewbacca all freaking out in the background. <laughs> Chewbacca, I'm <laughs> like, what is this? What are you doing? No, sorry, I train Wookiees. <laughs> I do, I train Wookiees, that's what I do. So, uh, okay, they don't get ambushed by the monsters, instead they get ambushed by four scout walkers. Oh no! Because if there's one thing more useful than one of these stupid, gangly, dumb shit robots that can be easily defeated by Ewoks with sticks, it's four of them. I mean, at least with four, you're like, alright, if one of them does something idiotic, you've at least got 
a few with them to do something because every time you saw them get taken out on Endor, it was some lone walker walks somewhere, gets murdered by sticks, and is like, oh, fuck, I'm tripping on all these rolly things. <laughs> oh, look at that. I'm doing kind of a Jerry Lewis bit. Lady. <laughs> what useful walkers. I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and come out. The most recent hot take from Expounded Universe, ATSTs are stupid. Oh my god, what a hot take. AT-ATs hey man, are... I'm going to put on some fucking oven mitts, because that's a hot take For you got For a second there. I thought you were going to do the we've got a badass over here <laughs> meme at me. Uh, no, but AT-ATs are fine, because at least they're imposing. Yeah, at least they're, like I was saying, I would rather have that on this planet, because you could knock trees over, mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck was here, you'd be like, oh, I'm a giant monster-looking thing, so if there was some weird like predator, it would go, oh, that's too big for me to care about i'm gonna go find something to kill yeah but atsts are dumb i mean you think at least if it's two giant chicken legs the thing should be able to jump or something but they can't they could just fall over like gangly dummies yeah so they are the worst so they the uh scoutwalkers don't even make our heroes or don't even get out to confront our heroes they just make them march along some path they're like you put your guns down droid throw the guns away all right you idiots let's go march and so they make them start marching down a path Leia's at this point is like, Jesus Christ, how long is the night cycle on this stupid planet? It's been night for like three days. Yeah, and of course Han's like, oh, I don't know, but was, hey, you guys are trespassing on my planet. I've got a deed. And they're like, no, you're in no the- No one gives any fucks. You're in the Warlord Zinge Confederacy or whatever the shit we call ourselves. Uh, no one get, We can't wait to extract all the information from you, you big dumb idiot. And then he's like, well, I'm Han Solo and I have a deed to this planet. And they're like- I know, we're here to arrest you, General Han Solo. And he's like, how could you know I'm Han Solo? I'm uh, not a general. Why would I be on this planet then? And they're like, ugh, we're not even entertaining this. You're, you're the dumbest idiot ever. Please continue to march. <laughs> hey, Leia, did my stupid shit make you fall in love with me? Click, 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 click. <laughs> Just spray bottle. No. <laughs> no. Don't talk to me. Hey, can I ride in one of those? Hey, guys, come on. Uh, look at this guy. <laughs> look at this shit. Chewbacca's already in one in a backseat <laughs> playing Wookiee Clicker. <laughs> Just already in a backseat playing a game, and they look back, and he's just like, "Eh, eh, eh." (laughs) Cashy Ick for the easy way, please. (laughs) Just just waving his hand towards him. (laughs) (laughs) No thanks. I'm good. (laughs) Just Wookiee for I gave at the office, and Mm -hmm. he's just sitting there playing on his fucking phone. (laughs) So they march through the forest. The scout walkers are doing some complicated diamond pattern march fa- uh, formation so they can watch for shit. It turns out to not matter because they are immediately assaulted by the monster of the planet. We've been waiting all day to say this. It's Rancors. Well, yeah, you already spoiled that in the last episode. I know. But yeah, a bunch of Rancors come out. And of course, we can't just have them be Rancors that you know. Oh, no. The Rancor from Jabba's Palace. Why, that was a mere baby to these ones. That was a stunted juvenile. These are huge, and they they can rip a fucking scoutwalker limb from limb and just punch bitches in the face. They're way bigger than I would have thought. Like, they're saying that they're like 10 to 15 meters tall. Oh, yeah. They're 40 feet tall or so. They are towering over the scoutwalkers. Yes, they are absolutely enormous, and they are wearing armor. That was probably the cutest bit for me in this. Mm-hmm. When they described him, they're like, oh, he's got a little leather vest on. And yeah. it's, it's also covered in like dangly stormtrooper bits. And I'm like, oh, he's, does he have a little hat? <laughs> yes, they have little hats too. Because as soon as they said <laughs> the he had a vest, I was like, oh, he has to be wearing a top hat. He ne- I want a <laughs> Rancor in top hat and tails. 
See, I pictured a vest, and I thought he'd just be a classic button-down late '80s nerd. Aww. Like he's got a vest and a pocket protector and a big pair of glasses on. <laughs> he's no, he's got a <laughs> he's got a leather vest and a fucking utila kilt on. <laughs> He's a mid '90s gamer, yeah, or I guess a modern gamer. I don't know how when, when that utility kilt shit's gonna die off. Nah, man, in there's that always one guy. Is all of his snacks? <laughs> I've got a sporting full of snacks. You're from Wisconsin. Stop that. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> my meat tartan is black. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, sure. Thanks. You got underwear under that, right? I boxers. <laughs> Good, great, love great. it. Yeah, uh, thanks for the. Okay. How much did you pay for that thing to make it you? T- $240. All right. Oh, well, Christ's sake. These things are. Why? <laughs> it's not that I'm mad at you. It's more that I'm disappointed. <laughs> okay. So uh, it turns out that none of them are wearing utility kilts. They're just wearing thin vests with like reeds for, for armor. Uh, and they just rip the shit out of these scout walkers. Yeah. And then they notice wait a minute. There are people writing these things. Yes. These these forty foot tall monsters are ridden by someone, and these the scoutwalkers are so useless. What what are we who are we joking here? They're like one of them picks up a scoutwalker in one hand and baseball bat f- or fastballs it into a nearby boulder. Yeah, he's just like, oh look, uh, fuck you. Yeah, it's like get the get the ATATs or don't land. Yeah, it's look, put the bikes down so you can be like, I'm oh, faster than these. I will just zip off through the trees. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Or put down giant fuck-off war machines. This Putting is, down a thing that is slightly smaller and dumber than whatever is on the planet is the worst. Even stormtroopers would be better than these stupid ATSTs, because at least the the, uh, the Rancors might not notice something that small. Oh, yeah, and at that point, you're like, oh, I could pick one up and throw him, or like maybe step on another one. But you're killing like one stormtrooper at a time instead of taking out an entire fucking ATSD. Me- meanwhile, one of them's in the back setting up a grenade launcher. Yeah, like it's the ATST fine. is the worst possible choice. It drives me nuts. I'm I'm really mad about this. Yar, yar, <laughs> indeed, indeed, me be. Okay, so we finally get sort of the villains and sort of the good guys of the piece as one of the rancors leans way down to look at these uh, humans and uh, that are on the ground and the Wookiee, and and she's like, "Huh, what are you guys?" And it turns out it's some sort of dark Jedi lady wearing cool red leather scale armor or something. Oh yeah, there's a huge thing where it's like what what's going on with this lady oh she's got ridiculous leather with black and red and huge feathers on the side of it and, and she- huge filthy tits <laughs> <laughs> somebody ought to wash those tits <laughs> i mean it doesn't say that but i assume <laughs> i given to- context clues mm, i assume yeah so this is a force witch and she's she- carrying an ancient pike yeah, she tries to, like, speak to them in a few different ways, and then finally just, like, force telepathies with Leia, and is like, all right, you dumb assholes, what's going on here? Yeah, we're going to march you back. Oh, first of all, she assumes that Leia, because Leia's there at all, that all the dudes must be her slaves. Well, yeah, because she's like, all right, we're- You came we're, to Lady Planet. You're you're here on Lady Planet, and you are a force-sensitive lady, which means you are obviously in charge, and these are your dumb idiots. Yeah. We know they're your dumb idiots, because look at them. Yeah, trope number one of Lady Planet is all men are slaves, and any women you see near any men are in charge of those men. Yes. That's number one trope for Lady Planet. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they actually know about the universe at large. Mm-hmm. If you go to a Lady Planet, and you're a lady with some dudes, you're in charge of those dudes, because those dudes are <laughs> slaves. That's And that's... It's universally understood. Yeah. So we do, we, it doesn't even stop in the conversation for her to be like, what? She's just like, oh, I'm on Lady Planet. Oh, okay. yeah, Lady Planet. I All get right, it. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up to speed. Yeah. No, I know this biome. 
so basically, these three force witches on their mighty Rancor mounts come down, confiscate the weapons, check to see if the Imperials are dead, and then march our heroes off to meet the Night Sisters, who will judge their fate. Ah, uh, yes, meet our sisters so that you may find what will happen. Mm-hmm. And then we jump chapters. That's as much as we get of Night Sisters this yeah, time. That's that's all for Planet Night. So, we jump to Chapter 12. In Chapter 12, Luke and Isolder on the Hapen Battle Dragon, uh, yeah. w- the War Song, I believe it's called. Indeed. Uh, Luke has managed to shave 10 days off, off of the time. Off a 17-day hyperspeed journey. That's that's a lot of efficiency. Yeah. His ability to just be like, planet, go left, planet, right, star, go down. Mm-hmm. All right. Presumably, that leaves he, means he's still been sailing for seven days. So presumably, he's been seven days straight, being standing up on the bridge, being like, all right, up, down, left, slow down, speed up, just for seven days. Yeah. Because, you know, the one nice thing about having a uh, a path charted for you is you can just hit a button and it goes. Yeah. Relying on a Jedi to get you somewhere means that Jedi has to be there the whole time. So, even though Leia and, and uh, Han had a significant head start, the Hapen Battle Dragon arrives exactly in time to watch the Millennium Falcon inside that frigate from two chapters ago spinning down to the planet. Yeah, that was that was a fun decision to be like, oh, they show up and we get to go back and... See what was going on with that encounter it's, from another perspective. Le- legitimately, it's pretty cool because it explains, because they're stuck inside the frigate spinning, it explains why they don't immediately pick up the Battle Dragon, which is about half the size of a Star Destroyer, on sensors. Yeah. And why nobody really bothered to do anything to the frigate while it was going down mm-hmm. because they had other things to worry about. So, uh, Battle Dragons are nominally about half the size of a Star Destroyer, but the description in the books says that Isolders is an oversized battle dragon i have no idea what that means beyond that it's yeah like, it's like one foot larger although i got man fucking the description of the battle dragon every time they mention it i forget because i was like oh yeah these things look like fucking flying saucers yeah because what happens is the moment they they port in they are presented with the same huge imperial vista that han and leia saw earlier it, there's two star destroyers and an dry docked super star destroyer yeah. and he sold her immediately jumps in and he's like all right take out that super star destroyer let's that's the first thing let's get rid of that yeah and, and scramble all the fighters and it can't do anything yeah now keep in mind that he is heavily outgunned but he's still pretty much just like all right let's get started blow the shit out of everything <laughs> all right boys let's do this and then he stops and has a little mental Self-evaluation of the gun capacity of Star Destroyers versus Hapen Battle Dragons. Yeah, and this book has really talked up the Battle Dragons for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, when Han is talking about them and... He's oh, yeah, he's like, terrified of them. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, one of them showed up and destroyed, like, 20 of our ships. Mm-hmm. And you have this idea that this is some ridiculous, amazing gunboat, but then... Again, it's just a fucking flying saucer that it's the f- way it shoots is the dumbest shit ever. So he thinks to himself, ah, Star Destroyers, we are heavily outgunned by them, but their guns spend up to 80% of their time not shooting because they're recharging their guns. Whereas a Hapen Battle Dragon has kind of a train track of guns going around the outside of the rim. The around rim, the outside? Around the outside. Two two giant turbo lasers go around the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's got like a go-kart track around the edge of the, the rim so that there's always at least one gun ready while the rest of them are recharging. Yeah, because you know the 
the idea of that flying saucer where the lights and whatnot are spinning around the edge of the ship. Mm -hmm. Well, it's that, but imagine all of the lights are giant guns. That's all. So this thing just fires a steady stream, like one big steady stream of almost near constant turbo laser fire to fuck something up at one given time. Yeah. Now, they don't really explain if it's like one beam at a time or if it's like... They have groupings of guns that fire, and then it like turns in a different I, grouping fires. It's a weird. It makes it sound like you, it's like if you got the laser in Contra, you know, the worst gun in Contra. Yeah, just that beam. The beam that just, it was completely bad because it always puts you in the line of fire. Yeah, That's spread it. fire, nothing. Or clearly, Imperial ships have spread gun. Yes, the good gun. They they might not shoot as often, but boy howdy, is the entirety of space covered in projectiles. Uh, they're so covered in guns that this whole thing where it's like 80% of the time, those guns are just recharging. is like, yeah, but 80% of their ship is guns. It'll be fine. It's it's okay. The fact that their giant fuck-off gun goes, fire, fire, there's like of, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, but there's like a thousand guns next door is the difference. Yeah. So anyway, he gets into a fight with these two uh, Star Destroyers. But who are smart? One of them immediately takes off from where the other one is so that he can't fight both of them at the same time. He has to pick one while the other one can beat him up with long-range weaponry and fighters. Yeah, as he comes in to blow, blow up the Super Star Destroyer, the actual Star Destroyer is like, no, we're not dumb. Yeah. So like, they, we're not going to give you just easy bullshit. Yeah, so they start separating, fighters start deploying and scrambling. But of course, Isolder and Luke are only thinking about the spinning frigate with, uh, with Leia in it, because Luke can sense Leia. And so he's like, she's in there. They're, she's terrified, but hopeful. She thinks they're going to survive it. Great. Uh-huh. Thanks. And, and so he runs to get in a fighter. Yeah, they, uh, the Hapens have deployed all of their fighters as well to fight off these it the turns, ties. It turns out that while Hapens fly around in these battle dragon things for their, their capital ships, their small ships are good old Incom T-65 X-Wings. That confused the shit out of me. Because yeah. the whole point of the the Hapes thing was like, oh, they don't have any contact with the outside. All of their shit is their own dumb nonsense, but then they get into there, and like Luke is getting into an X-Wing that isn't his X-Wing, and then Isolder has his own X-Wing, and you're just like, wait, what the fuck? I think the one thing that's not an X-Wing is Isolder's ship, because it says that he designed and built it himself. I don't think he designed an X-Wing. Oh, I think he did. But, but I think it's an X-Wing that he's modified. I think it's I think it's a custom ship, kind of like a Guri has, has Stinger. No. No, I'm 100% on the, what he did was... <laughs> he built an X-Wing out of the back of Boy's Life magazine. Send oh, 50 cents away for plans. It's the same way that someone's like, oh, I got this cherry custom-built Chevy. And you're like, yeah, but you just rebuilt that thing. It's it's not like your own car you invented. I, it, very well. So Luke is jumping into an X-Wing. And we're like, oh, Luke's jumping into his X-Wing. And a bunch of technicians are putting R2 into his X-Wing. Oh, it's his X-Wing. And then he soldier runs in and goes, ah, I see you're not using your X-Wing. And Luke responds with, oh, yeah, there was something wrong with something. Uh, can I borrow uh, one of yeah, yours? guns weren't working anyway. I'm, I'm taking your fucking ship. I'm taking your fucking car. <laughs> 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 but, uh, it, you know, he solo doesn't care if Luke steals an X-Wing. Uh, so he gets in his own ship, the Storm, Ooh. which prompts him to spend a good five paragraphs just going like, you know, you know I have me this. and Han. Me and Han. He has the Falcon. I have the Storm. I know I've never mentioned this ship until now, but this is definitely my Falcon. Yeah, he has Leia. I have Leia. He's a pirate. I'm a pirate. It seems we have a lot in common, this Han and I. Oh, we're not so different, you and I, Han. In a, in a different universe, we could have been friends. Oh, and the only reason I'm coming here isn't because, you know, 
I thought that I could do this better than my mom or whatever. It's because I wanted to steal her back. <laughs> I wanted to do what you did, but to you. Luke straight up tapping on his helmet. Hey, you're getting cliche all over the hey, place. Buddy. Hey, hey, don't talk like that unless you got a white cat to stroke. <laughs> <laughs> you, please do not start the you're we're not so different, you and I speech until you're actually face to face with a dude, okay? This is a terrible time to do this. Have you no concept of story structure, sir? Jeez, come on, get into space and let's fight already. <laughs> so they get into space and they fight. Already. It turns out that uh Zinch has some some uh, TIE fighters, sure. But he also has some shitty old Z95s. Yep. He's got some headhunters fucking around in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would assume he also has some of those Raptors they mentioned earlier, the Incom Y4 Raptor. You'd think that. But that doesn't show up in this chapter. And yet. Yeah. So uh, they're all flying around, fighting each other in space. Luke, of course, is the world's greatest pilot, but there's a point where, where <laughs> this is great, Isolder points, uh, looks at him and goes, hey, Luke, your shields aren't on. And he's like, yeah, they are. Thumbs yeah. up, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're good. No, no, they're not. And he just gives a thumbs up from the cockpit. It's fine. I'm good. And then flies into a bunch of enemy ships and his <laughs> ship gets hit and, and he just spins gets out. shot and is like, ah, fuck. So for a moment, you're like, oh, okay, this is this is the continuation of the they were messing with R2 scene from earlier. Yeah. Like R2 Somebody turned off. rascaled his X-Wing. Yeah, someone rascaled his droid and therefore his X-Wing got rascaled. Uh, but it's not. It's, it's Luke using the same plan everyone else has, which is pretend to get shot down so you can get to the planet. Yeah. And Except he's a Jedi, so uh, Isolder's like, oh, my readings show that uh, Luke is definitely dead. I'm like, really? I like that he has to point his life detector at Luke. Oh, uh, let me just point my life detector. What, what uh, is that? Nope. Is that part of his of Storm? He has like a thing on there that points at stuff? Oh, I think it's just his dick. It's just, <laughs> it's just his wiener. That let me just uh, uh, oh, thrust shit. at that. He's dead. This has given me a half chub. <laughs> That's how I know. Yep. So uh, I love that he's also watching as the X-Wing goes like spiraling down towards the planet. He's watching Luke bounce around in the cockpit. And I'm like, man, that's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But of course, as the readers, you're like, Luke's not dead. That's stupid. Luke didn't just lose to a Z-95 at random. Yeah. Although, God, would I love that. If it was like, hey, guys, I killed Luke. Oh, how'd you do it? Uh, some random asshole just shot him because he's an idiot. One is anyway, the, this Benair pirate got him. Twelve points. Some random asshole in a Z ninety five shot him, and he went down like a chump. Well, you see, the thing was his droid was rascaled, so yeah, he, he <laughs> didn't have his droid. He he didn't have shields up, and of course, a few crits got through, and mm -hmm. then he just rolled flat on those evade tokens. Yeah, you know, sometimes you roll fire, and sometimes you don't. Yeah. Anyway, he's spinning in. And Isolder's like, oh no, now I must do the mission alone. I guess I should do a sarcastic voice. No, that was just the one episode. <laughs> no, new things every episode. New thing every episode. This time he's Swedish. <laughs> yeah, Isolder looks at what's going on. He's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to try and get down there as well. And then he fakes getting shot by throwing a thermal detonator he out the back. He has so much shit on his ship for faking his own death in it that you got to imagine that he figures out what Luke is doing, but he doesn't. Yeah, that was my problem, is he throws the thermal detonator out the back and it makes an explosion. He puts, like, a heat cloaking blanket over himself. He pulls it out of his fucking dashboard. He's just like, all right, let me get the the pretending to be dead to heat sensors blanket from the pretending to be dead to heat sensors blanket compartment. Like, I mean, the pretending I'm dead thermal detonator rejection button. Yeah. And he I'll, still isn't figuring out what Luke is doing. He's I'll turn doing off all my power. Yeah. I'll do all this. Luke is clearly doing the same shit Jedi style, and he does not put this together. No. In fact, he spends so much of it just going, oh, that Jedi, obviously, Ta'a Chume killed him. Oh, what a, 
what a loss it has been, this young, brave Jedi. I'm like, yeah, quit fucking milking it. No one is buying this. Yeah, this is not this is not flying. This isn't going to play. Uh, but anyway, he, he manages to fake his own death and goes spinning into the planet as well, uh, more or less. But that's pretty much where it ends. Yeah. So we end our chapters with uh, our on-planet heroes being captured by the Night Sisters and our uh, two would-be rescuers plummeting towards the planet surface. Yep. And there you go. And there you have it. Shit, these were short chapters. I, I uh... So uh, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right, except for all the horrible sickness that is, a pl- that is plaguing me. I hate that whenever I get sick, it just lasts for like a month so that there's islands in the series of episodes that we make where you can tell because my nose gets all fucked top up billing and I sound like this for half a half of a uh, yeah like, and then oh. you start sounding like me yeah mm, John I sound uh, like, uh, it's yeah. me I'm John <laughs> <laughs> yep that's my impression of John I'm sticking to it yeah and here's my impression of Jeff hey John let's stay on topic for a couple of minutes could we <laughs> I like the 90s <laughs> There's, there you go. There's my Jeff impression. <laughs> you piece of shit. Oh, I've got a baby and I love her. Oh. <laughs> I have nothing and nothing can assault me in my impenetrable fortress of sadness. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> I've found the one invincible aspect to Eeyore and I'm capitalizing on it. <laughs> uh, yep. So there you, there you go. go. That's us. That's us being as mean to each other as we will be. That's us. <laughs> uh, I am rock. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, that's this chapter. What do you think is going to happen now, John? Oh uh, well, now we're going to do some boners content. Oh, you <laughs> meant in the book. I don't give a shit what's going to happen in the book. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm done with this book. We're moving on. What I think is going to happen in this book is uh, Luke's actually dead, and <laughs> Solder's uh, not going to succeed in his mission. Solder crashes into Han and Leia. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca inherits the planet. <laughs> in the event of my death, all my stuff goes to my Wookie. <laughs> Chewbacca's like eh. <laughs> doesn't care at all. <laughs> he spends the rest of his life wandering this planet looking for somewhere to charge his phone. <laughs> Uh, just wandering around, being like, uh, uh, just holding up his fucking charger. Uh, Night uh, sisters just shaking their heads sadly at him. He oh. develops. He becomes a legend. <laughs> all, the, all they have is fucking lightning cables, and he's like, "I need micro USB." Ah, nothing but force lightning cables. I'm afraid. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> just that, and he becomes like a Sasquatch legend to the Night Sisters. Ah, yes, the old man of the woods. He wanders around with a garret wire that he wants to show you for some reason. Some say to this day he seeks power from those in these very woods to charge his death machine. <laughs> oh, I need USB-C3. Uh, Android. <laughs> F- fucking goes and finds the wreckage of one of the ATSDs, like charges it in there. Oh, finally. Uh, <laughs> it just sits there for the rest of his life. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You can tell the eerie glow that follows him. They say he died, but now haunts these very woods. <laughs> it's just the Wookiees live a long time. That's all it is. He's like 500 years old, still sitting there playing it. Yeah. Amazon Prime all delivering him new phones every once in a while. <laughs> Amazon Prime just coming by with fucking like food for him. <laughs> just, 
<laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening to uh, Expounded Universe, chapters 11 and 12 of The Courtship of Princess Leia. As always, what we're going to do right after this as a podcast team is go make bonus content for you to listen to if you give us $2 or more. Yes, indeed. You can find that stuff at patreon.com slash systemmastery. We encourage you to stop on by and become patrons because we have so much bonus content and there's yet more coming. Yeah, that's uh, how we uh, we stay in business, how we keep this show a running mm-hmm. and do things like at our $5 Our new level, $5 level. We're bringing the afterthought back, folks. That's right. We're bringing back the afterthought. So for $5, you can get the afterthought and a foot-long sandwich. Now, for $10, sandwich we're bringing included. sexy back. <laughs> that is correct. At the $10 level, we do a sexy podcast where John, in his Jeff voice, gives you jack-off instructions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need you to go slower. <laughs> All right, I might pay ten dollars for that. Okay, well, you know, that's that's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty good deal. I got I got to be honest with you. Uh, There's also visual aids, but it's literally just like a PowerPoint of random images. <laughs> At this point, it's a picture. It's just like of an elephant or something. There's an elephant to look at, but don't pay attention to that. You got to focus on going slower. Okay. Oh, go fast. Go real fast. Oh, stop it. Oh, I got you. No, nothing but 90s references in the middle of it. Go about as fast as those hover bikes in the Battletoads game. What you're going to want to do is go real slow and then real fast like you're Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> And the old Sonic the Hedgehog, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're done. Oh, well, all right. Job's over. Bye. $10, please. I'll be $10. <laughs> I'm getting weirder and weirder the longer John does this voice. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, that's the new $10 level, except it isn't. Please do not look for that. <laughs> please, please do not. <laughs> please don't make me do that. <laughs> How much, John? How much to actually... This is like that level where it, I was going to show my tits. <laughs> yeah, your big filthy tits or whatever. My big filthy tits! It was like the $1,000 level or something. Yeah, pay me $100 and you can see me put them on the glass. <laughs> well, how much for the jerk-off instruction episode, John? <laughs> oh, that's uh, artisanal and made specifically for those that get it. Oh my god, it's, you have to keep making them for different people? Oh yeah. Oh wow, it's, it's going to be like that it's... Monty Cook thing where he'll run your campaign for like Oh yeah, it's by request, bucks. but you got to pay me like $500. Uh, <laughs> That was the thing in the Invisible Sun campaign. Uh, it was one of the add-ons was for a year we'll send you twelve updates for your campaign based on what's going on in your campaign. Yeah, we'll keep updating you with new stuff to put into your campaign based on what happens in your campaign. That's what we're offering you right now, folks, for three hundred dollars. Instructions that changes and how you jack off. Yeah, you send us how your last jack off went. We modify your jack off instructions that we're going to send to you next time to custom tailor them to your jack off needs. <laughs> there you go. This is the longest, stupidest Patreon commercial ever. This is the worst bit. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, please support us or or else we're going to have to do more bits like that. That would be a problem for everybody. And of course, uh, if you want to find more of us, we've got SystemMasteryPodcast.com. All of our content goes there. But again, if you are a subscriber on Patreon, you get a single RSS feed with all of our stuff on it. Yeah, and for an extra fee, we will not put the jack-off instructions on it. For for a minor fee. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we won't give you that. <laughs> that's that's what we give you. 
So thank you so much for your support and for listening. We'll see you at systemmasterypodcast.com to find the rest of our shows. Otherwise, you can contact us at Gmail, Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. We are System Mastery. Fucking Google it. Google it up. We're in uh, quite a few of the results for Googling System Mastery. Also, we're all the results for Googling Duckman RPG. <laughs> all of them. All, it really, it's, uh, we get the whole front page of Google for somehow. I don't know why. All we did was review the game. Yeah, it's real weird. I guess it must be very popular review. It's an obscure game or something. Maybe people have trouble finding it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with yet more Star Wars content. And until such time, I've been Elan Sleazebagiano. And I'm the ATST of Death Stick Dealers. 